Sweet, beautiful Texas. Some classic Willie Nelson to kick things off for us on a Lone Star weekend. I'm Cable Smith, and you are tuned in to the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoors show presented by Hoff Power Polaris. Y'all know the routine, especially since it's the opening weekend of bow season. It's finally here, so pour yourself another cup of coffee, pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire here because we've got a ton to get into. And not much time to do it. So off the top, uh, we'll be joined by Texas Fish and Game Shooting Editor Steve Lamascus. His latest piece, The Lost Art of Still Hunting, is the cover story in the September issue of Texas Fish and Game Magazine. Uh, and so Steve will join us. We'll talk about still hunting, this uh, very valuable tool that every hunter should have in their bag. But uh, sadly, it seems to be falling by the wayside. Uh, so we'll get into that momentarily. Then we'll be joined by Brett Ware. He's the founder and CEO of Tightlines UV, a bait company that specializes in producing UV-infused baits. And basically, Brett and his company spent years researching how fish actually see. Uh, they see very differently from humans, and they see in ultraviolet tones. And due to that research... Uh, I feel that this is something that is here to stay. Brent Chapman won Angler of the Year on the Elite Series last year. Tightlines UV baits exclusively. So we'll get into that, tell you why you should at least check them out and see uh, if it helps increase your strike ratio. So some very interesting stuff there. Then we'll round out the broadcast by checking in with an old friend, our Texas Parks and Wildlife Wildlife Division Director Clayton Wolf will be here. And we're going to get into the Pittman Robertson Act. Uh, basically, you know, you go to Cabela's or your local sporting goods store, you pay out the wazoo for ammo, and uh, you feel pretty disgusted when you leave. But it's not all bad news because a vast percentage of that goes directly back into wildlife conservation. And Clayton will tell us exactly how it all works and uh, some of the projects that those Pittman-Robertson funds are going towards here in the Lone Star State. So that's what's on the program for this morning. couple other things to mention. Don't forget about our photo of the month contest. Uh, this month's sponsor is Crooked Oak Tree Stands. The contest is actually going on right now. Go to our website at LoneStarOutdoorShow.com to vote for your favorite listener-submitted photo. This month's winner gets a Crooked Oak Tree Stand with an extra base, so pretty cool prize. Uh, and then we'll have another great prize lined up for October. Stay tuned. We'll tell you about that next week. But do remember that our 12 monthly winners will square off at the end of the year for a chance to join me on an exotic buck slash spring turkey combo hunt down at Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas. So that's our grand prize for 2013. A uh, pretty sweet prize package there. So just email me your favorite outdoor photo to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com and we'll get you entered into our October contest. Well, let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into a hunting style 
that used to be the norm. Sadly, in Texas, it's uh, become almost obsolete. But uh, every hunter needs to have this as a part of their arsenal. So we'll get into still hunting with Texas Fish and Game shooting editor Steve Lamascus coming up only on Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Looking back on the lessons he taught me throughout the years. Keep your word as your bond and keep your chin up. Whether good or bad, sun says your dad. Did you know there's a bank that will pay you to be its customer? That's right. Lone Star Ag Credit is a cooperative and, since it's owned by its stockholders, pays millions in dividends each year. That's free money to every borrower. Lone Star Ag Credit serves people all over Northeast Texas, assuring you competitive interest rates on real estate loans, rural home loans, livestock and farm and ranch loans. Contact Lone Star Ag Credit today at 800-530-1252 or on the web at LoneStarAgCredit.com. Equal housing lender. Hey, y'all. Cable Smith here for Tioga Retrievers. As bird hunters, we expect the most out of our gun dogs. And that's why I sent my sweet girl, Belle, to Angie and Tim Becker at Tioga Retrievers. Not only were her manners and obedience spot on in the blind and in the field, but Belle picked up over 200 birds in her first season. So whether you want a well-rounded hunting dog or just a well-mannered companion for the home, Tioga Retrievers has you covered. Located in Aubrey, Texas, visit TiogaRetrievers.com. That's T-I-O-G-A Retrievers.com. Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas specializes in exotics such as Axis Deer and Black Buck. Coons Canyon offers quality animals at a price the working man can afford. Right now, save 10% on any package of multiple animals. Military personnel, police, and firefighters also get 10% off. Lodging is available upon request, as are other exotic species. Visit CoonsCanyonRanch.com for your next exotic trophy hunt. That's CoonsCanyonRanch.com. Howdy Outdoors fans, Michael Curvey, Internet Manager at Graf Chevrolet. We're proud to be the official dealership of the Lone Star Radio Show. We have a large selection of new Chevys starting at just $12,999. Lowest overhead means lowest price in North Texas. We'll beat any price on a new Chevy guaranteed. Drive a little, save a lot, Chevys are cheaper in Grand Prairie. Call 800-560-3518 or shop online 24-7 at GrafChevrolet.com. Graf Chevrolet, serving Texas Outdoors fans since 1952. Chevy runs deep. If you gotta take the long way home, you better make good time. Every morning when we wake up, try to make the day up. How's it go long? I'm in the room of a man on the move. I can't stop and start these wheels. Hearts, the name of that one from Drew Kennedy, bringing us back on Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Hoff Power Polaris. I'm Cable Smith, so glad to be here with you on this opening weekend of the Texas Bow Season. Man, it truly is one of my favorite weekends of the year, and I guarantee you, I'll be 15 feet up in a tree come this afternoon. Uh, we're actually about to talk some whitetails, but first, this segment proudly brought to you by Sendero Seed Company. Texas premier seed company. They've got anything and everything you need to keep your whitetail herd healthy and happy, including the Dr. Deer backed buck forage oats. Check them out at SenderoSeed.com or call Rob Hughes at 1-877-610-SEED today. 
Well, let's go ahead and bring on our first guest this morning. He is the shooting editor for Texas Fish and Game magazine, one of my favorite publications. And so joining us now, it is my pleasure to welcome Steve Lamascus to the program. Glad to be here. Well, we are certainly glad to have you, my friend. I've, I've enjoyed reading your articles over the years. And uh, before we talk whitetail hunting, why don't you go ahead and, and just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in a little bitty town in northwest Texas called Benjamin. Uh-huh. It was lovely there because it was a town of about 300 people, and there were very few days when I couldn't get out of town and go hunt, shoot, play, learn to track, or whatever. It was uh, a great place to grow up as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got older, I did everything. I was a cowboy for a while, and I drove a truck for a while, and I was a milkman for a while, and I was a sporting goods salesman in a Gibson's discount center. And then finally, I decided I need to have a career rather than a job and join the Border Patrol. And I was a Border Patrol agent for 22 years and retired as a supervisor in charge of the Vehicle Seizures and Asset Forfeitures Division in Del Rio Sector. <laughs> wow, man. You've seen and done it all, Steve. Uh, but how did you end up at Texas Fish and Game as the shooting and firearms editor? Well, I had been doing freelance stuff even before I retired from the Border Patrol in 2001. Mm -hmm. And I'd sent some stuff to Don Zeidel, who is the editor of Texas Fish and Game. And he bought some of it. And one day Don called me and said, Steve, i got a question for you. And I said, okay, what is it, Don? He said, well, I just wanted to know if you wanted to be the shooting editor or the hunting editor. And I thought for a moment and said, Don, that's not funny. <laughs> and he said, I'm not kidding. And I said, well, let me think about it and call you back. And so when I did call him back, I told him that I thought that there were a great many people out there who had a much broader experience as hunting editor than I did, but that I thought because of my long and varied background as a shooter and tester of various guns that I could fulfill that slot. And I've been there ever since, and it's going on 10 years now. Wow. Well, I've certainly enjoyed many of your articles over the past decade, including your most recent work, the feature article. It's on the cover of uh, the September edition of Texas Fish and Game magazine. It's titled The Lost Art of Still Hunting. And, and this is a method of hunting that humans have practiced for centuries upon centuries to procure wild game. Uh, and it's a shame to see that it really has gone by the wayside over the past 30 years or so. And I'll let you explain exactly why folks have transitioned away from this style of hunting. Well, in Texas today, with the deer boom and, and hunting leases and things like that, uh, it has really become almost an impossibility for a person on a deer lease with a number of other people to be able to just go out and still hunt through the pasture. Mm -hmm. it's it's unsafe and so they're they have become accustomed to sitting in a blind with a feeder and the deer come to them instead of them going to find the deer right and while i find nothing wrong with that heck i will be doing it out of uh my real bark box blind coming up here uh opening weekend of rifle season 
That being said, still hunting is a valuable tool that every hunter needs to have in their arsenal, especially if you ever hunt western big game elk, moose, uh, western mule deer, you know, bighorn sheep. In those type of situations, you're going to hunt very slowly and you're going to spend a lot of time glassing. And I find that the more skill and the more effort that you put into harvesting an animal, the greater the payoff is going to be. I think so. The uh, uh, the skills involved are, are much greater. And I think the more effort you put into something and the more skill that it takes, the greater the rewards. Yes, sir. And here in Texas, you know, we have so many feral hogs uh, it's such a target-rich environment, and they are the ideal animal to practice and fine-tune your still hunting skills because they have such poor eyesight. So that is a positive thing <laughs> regarding our feral hog uh, epidemic. Now, as far as you growing up, Steve, I believe you and your brothers grew up still hunting a 6,000-acre ranch here in Texas. Correct. It was beautiful ranch uh, in the end of the Anacacho Mountains, which are a group of just low hills in uh, eastern Kenny County. Mm -hmm. And there was flowing water and canyons, and it was a, a really incredible place to hunt. And so that's where you perfected your craft as a still hunter. Yes. The, we learned through experience that if you go out and just hike, you'll never see anything except the south end of a northbound deer. Mm -hmm. But if you actually learn to move slowly, use your eyes, use binoculars, learn to see what's there, then you'll begin to take game without needing a blind and feeders. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, this is the way that everyone used to hunt. There were no blinds. People didn't sit over corn feeders, you know. When you were growing up, uh, the most common way to hunt was to get out there and actually go find the deer. No, they didn't. And and I think I wish that there were places that would begin to do that. As a matter of fact, I have a friend who is in the process of starting just exactly such an operation where there are no blinds and feeders and where they actually go out and stalk and still hunt the deer. Very cool. And yeah, like we said, uh, still hunting is really not quite as relevant in Texas uh, as it used to be. Obviously, though, if you ever get a western tag for elk, mule deer, bighorn sheep, etc., uh, you're going to be doing a lot of still hunting. I can attest to that firsthand. 90% of what we did on our New Mexico mule deer hunt last year was still hunting. Uh, so, Steve, you're the expert. Tell us how slow you're actually moving through the woods when you're still hunting. How fast you move depends primarily on the terrain. Mm -hmm. If you're hunting South Texas and you can still hunt the brush country, I've done it many, many times, you have to move incredibly slowly. Uh, if you go out to hunt someplace, say, around Laredo where the brush is very thick, if you move 300 yards in a morning, you're probably walking too fast. Uh, on the other hand, if you're in far west Texas, where you have mountains and big valleys and desert, and you can see for miles, then you might want to move faster, but you still need, before you move, you need to make certain that there is no game in sight, and then you move to another location where you can overlook more terrain and 
make certain again. The definition of still hunting is that when you're moving, you're just moving. When you're still is when you're hunting. Mm -hmm. So you move only enough to find something else to look at, and then you stop and you hunt. Mm -hmm. And that's why a good pair of binoculars are, are paramount. Exactly. Even in the brush where you you, you have a hundred yards that you could see, binoculars are very important because they can look through brush, whereas with your naked eye, you can't. Uh, I've seen deer at 50 yards that I couldn't see with my naked eye when I used a pair of binoculars. I could pick out an ear or an eye or the tail flicking or, or legs underneath a, uh, a bush or something. Binoculars are extremely important. Yes, sir. And Steve, there are specific advantages to still hunting. Yeah, I love my real bark permanent blind. It's comfy. It's cozy. It's going to be warm in late December, but it is what it is. It's permanent. It is stationary. And those deer aren't, especially the big bucks. They know places to avoid. And still hunting really can get you into those positions, those harder to reach places where you just might kill that buck of a lifetime. Precisely. The uh, the biggest bucks that I've ever seen didn't come to blinds. They had a nest someplace where they went. And when when deer season begins, all of a sudden the roads are full of cars and trucks and four-wheelers and everything is moving and shaking. And people think that deer know when deer season starts. Well, that's obviously not true. But they do react to the extra traffic and will go and find a hiding hole somewhere, a nest, and they'll stay there and come out only at night. Mm -hmm. And if you want to find them, you have to find out where they are and go get them. Right. And so essentially what you're trying to do with still hunting is get into those bedding areas where the deer are. Yes. And mm -hmm. all animals have bedding areas and feeding areas, and they move back and forth between them. And so if you can figure out what the deer is doing, pattern the animal, then you stand a good chance of collecting it. So ultimately, you know, you're just trying to see the deer before they see you. And if you can do that, uh, then I'd say you pretty much got down the art of still hunting. Absolutely. Well, Steve, hey man, I, I really enjoyed the article and it's been a treat visiting with you this morning. Uh, this was a very nostalgic piece and I'm sure that in your heart of hearts, uh, it pains you to see the, the art of still hunting really just kind of falling by the wayside when it is such a valuable tool. I wish that more people would learn how to still hunt. Uh, it's a, it's, it truly is becoming a lost art. Uh, I see people that will go out and just cover ground, and when they do that, they're walking by deer. A deer will lie in one spot and let you walk by him unless you stop often enough and stay long enough to, to see him. No doubt about it. Uh, Steve, thanks again, man. Enjoyed it, and I look forward to reading your next piece. Thank you, Cable. I appreciate it, and I've enjoyed talking with you. Have a great season, my friend. You bet. All right, there he goes, Steve Lamascus, shooting editor for Texas Fish and Game Magazine. Let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, uh, all you bass fishermen get ready because we're going to talk about a specific style of bait that is changing the bass fishing industry. Brent Chapman won Angler of the Year last year by using these baits. We'll get into that next only on Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Take life. 
Ben Lofton Fencing is Texas' premier fencing company. They apply a design-it-right, build-it-right-the-first-time mindset to all projects. And with 15-plus years' experience, there's no job they won't tackle. Ben Lofton Fencing specializes in deer and exotic game fences, breeder and handling facilities, water gaps, as well as farm and ranch fences, and corrals and working pens. Better Business Bureau certified, they offer the quality and personal service you expect. So for your next fencing project, go Texan and call Mr. Lofton himself at 254-709-1320 or visit BenLoftonFencing.com. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The system is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's goinfencing.com. Hey, North Texas sports fans, this is Brian Spagnola, General Manager of Texas Motor Cars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorCars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos, and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9-TX-MOTORS. The new Bobcat Utility Vehicle is here at Bobcat of Dallas and Fort Worth, and it's hungry. Get ready to work like an animal and love it. Powerful, ultra-comfortable, and sure-footed, this lineup of vehicles delivers legendary Bobcat performance, so you can sink your teeth into a wide range of jobs. With twice the horsepower, 1,850 pounds of payload capacity, and four-wheel independent suspension, you will love it. Stop in at Bobcat of Dallas and Fort Worth to see for yourself. Howdy, this is Robert Earl Keen, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Up this morning, before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the picker, gave her the gas, I'm going out to catch a five-pound five pound bass. One of my all-time favorites from Robert Earl Keen, bringing us back on Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Hoff Power Polaris. I'm your host, Cable Smith. Thanking you very much for letting me ride shotgun with you this morning as we are about to get into some largemouth talk that just might help you put more fish in the boat. And who doesn't want to do that as an angler, right? Uh, but first, this segment proudly brought to you by our title sponsor. For over 50 years, Cabela's, the world's foremost outfitter, has brought you legendary selection and service. Let expert outfitters show you the newest hunting, fishing, and camping gear as well as the best in authentic outdoor apparel and footwear at tough-to-beat prices. And you'll get free shipping when you shop online and ship your order to one of Cabela's three great Texas locations, Cabela's World's Foremost Outfitter. Well, moving right along here, I was recently flipping through the September edition of Field and Stream Magazine. I came across a, a very interesting article by one of the fishing editors. It's titled Go With The Glow, and it was written by Joe Cermelli, uh, in the article, he talks about UV-coated and painted baits and how they're changing 
the bass fishing industry. And here to provide a little more insight is the owner of one of these companies that's producing UV bass baits. It's my pleasure to welcome Tightline's UV owner, Brett Ware, to the show. Well, I'm glad to be here. Hey, it's great to have you, brother. And I tracked you down after reading a recent story in, in Field and Stream titled Go With the Glow. Uh, it was written by Joe Cermelli, one of the uh, fishing editors. It focuses on the new trend in bass fishing and all types of fishing, really, where anglers are switching over to brightly colored UV baits like the ones that your company manufactures. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So how long has your company been in the UV bait business? Uh, this will be our fourth year. So right. we started, you know, we spent about three years really doing raw research uh-huh. on the vision of fish. And, and from that research, uh, we basically started building some, you know, building some baits. Um, it eventually grew into a business. It wasn't necessarily the, you know, the thought. We really just were trying to attack what we felt the market hadn't looked at, which was, you know, how fish see. Mm-hmm. And uh, it led us into UV, and then we formed a company in 2009, and um, and obviously, you know, have built. We got over 200 products, and and sell to most of the major retailers in the United States. Right, and so your company, Tightlines UV, y'all are basically the grandfather of this new phenomenon. Uh, now you've got quite a few competitors that have popped up. Yeah. But I do want to get into that research a little bit more. Okay. Because obviously you had to validate that these brightly colored UV baits actually worked before marketing them. And I know that that was a pretty extensive process. Okay. Well, I, I think first of all, um, just to start with history, I, I, I'm a design engineer, a mechanical engineer, um, work a lot with vibration, ultrasound. In 2005, um, we, we, we manufactured a few fishing lures, and needless to say, uh, you know, the market acceptance, it's, 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 it's easy to come up with an idea, but to get it accepted in the market, it's really tough. And one thing we were doing was we, we, did a, we were doing a lot of research on, on, on bass, and, and, and I'm going to say bass specifically because that's what we were primarily focusing on back then. Mm-hmm. But what we, were, what we were looking for was we really just wanted to go out and study fish and look at, you know, fish really strikes, why they bite baits, um, you know, just really start at ground level, you know, and I'm talking, you know, you can get into the sin aspects, the, the, the rattles. I mean, I, I go to some of the most successful lures that have been around the last 20 years. One of them comes up, has got to be a rattle trap. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing makes a lot of noise, but boy, you know, in your murky water conditions, it sure br- brings them in. Another thing you got to talk about is scent. You know, Berkeley came out with scent in the 70s and said, you know, I can enhance a bait by putting scent in it. Scent in it. And fish can smell that scent, and and are more likely to strike it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what what no company did any research, and I mean we went to the PhD level of of you know college, you know pure raw research level, and what we found is is there's hardly anybody has done any research on the vision of fish, and and don't ask me why, but we spent three years studying how fish see, uh-huh. and what we came up with. Which, which was really a shocker, is, is they see a lot different than we do. You know, we, we judge fish and tackle on the shelf, right? Um, you know, we, we, we go into a tackle store, Bass Pro, Cabela's, and, and we say, man, that, you know, that looks pretty, or that looks like a real shad, or, you know, that looks like a big worm, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what, what we really found was is that, that the fish did not see the same colors the way we saw them. Um, and I'm going to use the example of deer, you know, because a lot of guys deer hunt. You know, we can't. You know, we can see orange, but deer can't. And, and 
that's kind of weird. And we accept it now, but in the day you're like, well, the fish, you know, the, the deer don't see the same as we do. <laughs> well, they don't. Um, they cannot, due to, due to the structure of their eyes, they can only pick up certain colors. And what we found was that specifically in, in fish is that they can pick up low-frequency colors, which we commonly call UV, a lot better than what I'm going to call natural colors. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, you know, and I, don't, I don't want to get all technical, but you know, we see from red, which is a frequency of about 780, down to violet, which is a frequency of about 400. We can't see above red, which is infrared, and we can't see below violet, which is ultraviolet. And that's, that's the natural colors that we see in the red, blue, orange, yellow, uh, purple. Mm-hmm. But what we found was is that these colors, which are, the, you know, basically we can, you know, we can replicate um, below 400 nanometers, that's the colors that the fish saw the best in the water. And so then we started studying water, and, and, and what we found was, was that the majority of the light in shallow water is ultraviolet. It's about 80%. Say, you know, you you live in Texas. Say, uh, you know, standard, just average water conditions. I'm not talking, you know, chocolate milk murky. Right. Um, talking just average water conditions. You got visibility down to six, eight feet, and and that in that zone is about, you know, 20% natural light. It's about 80% UV light. Hmm. And you go below that, it's 100% UV light. Right, um, and that's that's physics. That's not you know that's not Brett Ware marketing campaign. That's just raw gut physics. And what we started studying was is you know so we started looking at light. And then we started studying the fish that you know the things that fish feed on shad, shiners, crawfish. And what we found was is that basically all of those reflect low frequency light. So so it's it's a reflection, um, and 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 they definitely transfer those those low frequency colors to make the bait, that shad, more visible in the water. And it's not like a flashlight going off in a black room, okay? But but definitely a lot more visible low-frequency colors in the water than natural colors. Uh-huh. So we studied fish. We put them in tanks. We studied them with no light conditions. Um, the example that I like to give is, I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but you can put a laser in a tank. And the and, and 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 the laser lures came around. You've heard some people talk about, it, but basically the bass will strike at the light. Okay. Well, most people don't realize, but a lot of that light is a low frequency color. Hmm. And hence, you know, what we've proven is is that we can stick low frequency light in the water if you're testing conditions. I mean, you know, and and what we found was is the fish can see those frequencies so much better than natural color frequencies. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but we studied, we studied fish, put them in tanks. Um, we studied fish in their natural conditions. Um, a lot of our studies were done at night because then you can eliminate a lot of light, right? And you can, you can really focus on exposing the fish to certain frequencies. Uh-huh. Um, but we spent about three years doing nothing but research. Then we went in and we basically started building some, some baits. We started adding, I'm going to use the word adding because really we build, we build baits with both natural color and we build them with UV color so that depending on, you know, you really, a guy doesn't really know what depth he's fishing at, what the, you know, cause it could be a change in the water conditions. We've got to build them with both natural light, but we're the only company that builds them 
with UV colors. Right, and y'all's UV color is actually in the bait. Uh, your competitors are simply just painting it. Yeah, it's not. And most guys will go, oh, that's a coating, or I've heard some people say, well, that's a dip or something like that. No, I, I go buy a bag of baits, cut it open, and look at it under UV light. You'll see that it, it is through the whole bait. It's a color, uh-huh. and and that color doesn't wear out. And that's what then, – then they start getting a little more interested, like, huh, this, maybe this is something a little different. Mm-hmm. But the real, the real magic was we created the UV colors, and we created them so that they will reflect the light exactly like what real fish do or a real worm or a real crawfish. Mm-hmm. So – what you, and this, the big difference is every single piece of plastic that a guy's got in his tackle box absorbs it. That's where the big companies really missed something right. in nature. They, you know, real real shad reflect light. But if you throw, you know, a certain company's shad replica in the water, it it is it literally is absorbing all the light in the water. Hmm. So that's that's. And, and and so that's why we do a lot of comparisons with other companies' products to really show people, you know, hey, here here's the difference. You can see the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't see UV. You know, that's the way God made us. God put filters on our eyes so that we'll never be able to see true UV colors. But what's unique about fish is they don't have the filters and they don't even have eyelids. You know what I mean? So that's why... What you're going to find, that's why fish, you know, especially bass, are in those submerged logs, timber structure, under lily pads, under moss. You know, their their eyes are very, very sensitive to natural light. Hmm. Um, so that's why that's why their you know their you know their predator instincts are built the way they are. Right. Um, it's also why I think a lot of times on a sunny day, sometimes you get some short strikes and stuff like that. And the reality of it is, is you know they really have a hard time differentiating. Um, you know, in the water with, with, with so much light in the water. So, um, but you know, the the neat thing is, is, you know, in your deep water, it really is a hundred percent UV light. Well, once again, if you're just joining us, we're visiting with Brett Ware this morning, owner of Tightlines UV, and we're discussing how UV baits are really changing the fishing industry. And Brett, something else from the article in Field and Stream that is definitely worth noting is much like UV light penetrates thick cloud cover, um, it also penetrates murky water, which, I mean, uh, that's part of the game, especially in bass fishing, is, is uh, you need to be able to fish those murky conditions. Yeah. When I, whenever I'm talking to guys at seminars and stuff, the way I like to describe it is the width of a UV light is about as thick as a sheet of paper, okay? In compared to, let's say, a barn, which would be the color red. <laughs> you know, in other words, red filters out so fast in the water that 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 it's huge mm-hmm. compared to a thin sheet of paper, and that's why UV light can penetrate so much deeper in the water. It's mm. it's just it's so it's so small. Yeah. But 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 the pro but what's cool about it though, even though it's a real small wavelength, its amplitude level is huge. So in other words, and I kind of associate that with brightness. In other words, it's a real small wavelength, but it's really bright. And and that's that's why the fish I think use it predominantly um, to pick out prey. Well, Brett, it's certainly fascinating to to hear you talk about all the research that went into making these baits. It's not just some gimmick slapped together company where you're trying to be the latest and greatest fad in bass fishing. I mean, uh, these baits work. In fact, they uh, work so well that the reigning Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year, Brent Chapman, uh, fishes exclusively with your soft plastics. 
And so I want to get into that as well as the increased strike ratio that anglers can expect to find when fishing with UV baits. Uh, so can you stick around for a few more minutes? Sure, love to. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, that segment, by the way, proudly brought to you by STI Guns. Texas made and Texas proud. They've got a full line of 1911 and 2011 style pistols and calibers. Do what I did for your next handgun purchase. Check them out at STIGuns.com and go Texan, go STI. Will you all stick around because we'll be right back with more fish and talk as we continue our discussion on UV baits coming up only on Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show. And those are Williams boys, they still mean a lot to me. Hank in Tennessee, I guess we're all gonna be. BioBore EB is the premier gasoline additive that combats the negative effects ethanol has on an engine. Its comprehensive formula is designed to protect marine engines and marine environments, yet also works great in all two- and four-stroke engines. It prevents phase separation and ethanol-related engine problems while stabilizing fuel for 18 months. BioBore's detergents also clean the entire fuel system of carbon and varnishes. BioBore EB has the best treat rate in the industry. One ounce treats an amazing 15 gallons of gas. Available at your local sporting goods store or visit BioBore.com today. Cinnamon Creek Ranch is not your typical archery club. It's a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, a full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located on 80 acres in Roanoke, Texas, and offering over 200 3D targets to shoot at, this one-of-a-kind event facility was designed with a bow hunter in mind. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. We hope you love listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show, because we do, and we're proud to be a title sponsor. Now listen up, we here at Hoffbear Outdoor Superstore have got some great deals for you folks that love the great outdoors. Whether you're needing a brand new Polaris ATV, or maybe a Polaris Ranger to ride around check your deer feeders, get to and from the deer blind, maybe to get you down to the dove patch, whatever your needs are, we can fix you up with a brand new Polaris today. Now we're also a New Holland tractor and equipment dealer. Now I'm just speculating, but maybe you need a new tractor and shredder to shred around your deer blinds, maybe clean up around deer camp, or maybe even shred a few lanes in those sunflower pack. Now, we've got lots more than just Polaris and New Holland, so come check us out today. Hoffbauer's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. You can check us out on the web at hpolaris.com. Better yet, just come see us. Highway 84 West in Gulfway, Texas, and in Central Texas for over 48 years now. And folks, we couldn't have stuck around this long. We were steering you wrong. Hey folks, Cable Smith here from Velasco Energy. Stop busting your back with post hole diggers, shovels, backhoes, and outdated equipment because it's time to put the power of hydro excavation from Velasco Energy to work for your company. Specializing in oil and gas, commercial construction, municipal utilities, electrical, mechanical, telecommunications, land-based drilling, trench lines for pipelines, or even simple post holes, Velasco has you covered. The bottom line is time is money, and you'll save both by visiting VelascoEnergy.com or calling 1-800-516-8480 today to get started working smarter and not harder hey this is matt hughes ufc hall of famer and you're listening to the lone star outdoor show it ain't what he can carry what he can lift it's a dirt road lesson talking to his kids about how to hold your ground 
around and how to live strong. Strong. That's the latest from Will Ho, bringing us back on Cabela's Lone Star Outdoors show, powered by Hawk Power Polaris. Absolutely love that tune right there. I'm Cable Smith, by the way. Thank you so much for sharing a part of your weekend with me. As we are talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies, this segment of the show is proudly brought to you by Rudy's Barbecue and Foreverlast, a Texas-based company that has been outfitting hunters and anglers with great outdoor gear for over a decade now, like the new Varmint Guard Feeder, whose unique leg design keeps those pesky raccoons from stealing that precious yellow gold. Check them out at foreverlast.com or visit a dealer near you. But when you shop online, you'll save 15% off your entire order by using the keyword deer. That's deer when you shop online at foreverlast.com. Well, let's go ahead and pick it back up now with Tightline's UV founder and CEO, Brett Ware, who was nice enough to stick around through the break. Uh, we've been discussing ultraviolet baits and how they are slowly changing the fishing industry. Uh, in the previous segment, Brett described how his company did three years of research, and basically they wanted to figure out how fish see. And what they found out was that they see in ultraviolet light as to where humans we see in natural light, fish are more sensitive to that, and uh, therefore these ultraviolet baits are really becoming the standard. Uh, Brent Chapman won the Angler of the Year Award by fishing tight lines baits last year. But uh, if you get online and, and look these baits up, you know, there's three or four companies now that are producing them. And Brett, if you're honest about it, I mean, it looks like somebody just took a pack of highlighters and just went to town on these baits. I mean, they look absolutely crazy. But at the end of the day, the proof's in the pudding. Brent Chapman won Angler of the Year, the highest honor in bass fishing last year, fishing your baits. So obviously they're effective. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and you'll find that a lot of pros do. <laughs> you know, I mean, because here's the deal: you can't tell. Well, you know, once they get them out of the package and put them on their on their on their rods, it's hard to dif- differentiate. You know, um, but but the reality of it is, um, you know, I think Brent's been a you know a big proponent. He deer hunts, he gets UV, um, and and obviously has been one of the you know he finished. You know, if you look at Brent's success, two top five Bassmaster Classic finishes and Bassmaster Angler of the Year in the past three years. Mm-hmm. Now, before that, he hadn't fished any UV. So, you know, when you think about that, it's not that this stuff catches a fish every cast, but is it technically better? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And it's and, and I, I compare it, you know, I, I really believe, you know, Berkeley came up with scent in, you know, in the 70s, and, and really we've really not had that next level of, of tackle technology come around that really, you know, took us in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why our company's 100% focus is on the vision of fish, mm. um, 100%. Well, it, it certainly is interesting. And, you know, my gut feeling, and I, and I know obviously yours, you've put so much time and, and energy and research uh, into this project, but my feeling is that this is not a gimmick. This is something that is here to stay. If you really understand how fish see, uh, and a bait like this could increase your strike ratio, say only even 10% more. Well, as an angler, you know, we want every advantage possible. So why wouldn't we use this bait? I mean, that's really the question here. Yep. And that's and I, and I agree with that. And I do agree with your statement of, you know, because one thing I, I just challenge fishermen is, is, 
there is a lot of gimmicks out there, okay? I mean, there's a lot of people that are, you know, and companies trying to warrant your spending on their products. Um, I think it's hard to differentiate. I really do. There's been there's been too many things that look good, but then they didn't catch fish. Right. Um, this this is one of those deals that we've really, you know, not tried to stick our chest out too much, but really try to try to you know put put some baits in people's hands and say you know go fishing. In in four years and almost going on five. I've, I, we've, we've sold hundreds of thousands of baits. Okay. Um, to date, I've had three fishermen come up to me and say, you know, Brett, those just really didn't work for me. And hmm. statistically though, that's, that's an improbable statistic, you know, because I mean, and because really you're never going to keep everybody happy. Um, but I, 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 I mean, I truly see that, you know, I mean, we, we, we get, we very rarely get any complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, more like we get, we get more of the, how does this work? You know, it's, it's more of, hey, I want to learn about this. I just went out and almost got my arm broke, but my buddy was fishing the exact same bait from a competitor's product in the back of the boat, and I caught 21 to his three. Now, tell me why. <laughs> you know, tell me, tell me what the difference is. Tell me, tell me what, because the deal is it is a learning curve, you know, and it is different. But, but truly, it's just, it's, and I think the gimmick part comes in because, well, I can't see the difference. Well, can you, they can't, you know, people get into their senses, feel, touch, think. reality of it is I go back to that deer hunting. You know how long it took my dad before he believed that deer couldn't see orange? He just wouldn't (laughs) believe it. I mean, he just wouldn't believe it until finally it's almost, then it's accepted, you know? And he's like, well, I feel dumb. You know, I I didn't, you know, really, I, I, you you wouldn't, you know, you, you, if you, if you said, hey, I'm wearing orange out, you know, if we're going to go bow hunting, my dad would be like, you're crazy. Now anymore, hey, big deal. You're safe for that way. Yeah. You know? Uh Uh-huh. But it's, it's, you know, I, I think it's attributes of learning. You know, and, and, and the truth is, you know, I think UV is change. And I think you've got those fishermen that are never going to change. They're setting their ways. They, they're going to use those old traditional baits. Um, unfortunately, that's not my customer. Uh, my customers, it tends to be those, those guys that want to learn, are always trying new stuff. They realize things aren't going to catch a fish here, I guess. But looking for that, you know, that next level of fishing like you speak about. If, you mm-hmm. give me, if, I, can get, if I can get a big kicker fish or I can put another couple fish in the boat, there is no doubt about it. And Brett, you know, you mentioned getting your baits into the hands of anglers, and uh, you were nice enough to send me some baits to test out. Uh, you're also going to give a kit away on our show this morning to one of our lucky listeners. Uh, so go ahead and explain just exactly uh, what we're going to be giving away. Since, since you're down in Texas, I thought we'd give away. We, we basically, um, on our website, we sell, you know, we sell, if guys want a specific bait, we sell it. We also sell what I call value packs, which is basically like we've got a Brent Chapman combo pack, which is, which is basically, it's a kit. It, every single bait that he, he fished with to win Bassmaster Angler of the Year in 2012, we made, we basically put it in one kit, 40 piece kit. Um, and basically, you know, we sell that for $20. And what I thought we'd do with, with one of your listeners is to give them a, a Brent Chapman, uh, you know, Bassmaster Angler of the Year UV kit. And to so that uh, he can give them a try and have a nice smorgasbord of baits to, <laughs> to lean on a little bit. Awesome, awesome, man! And I know one of our uh, lucky anglers out there is certainly going to enjoy getting their hands on that kit. And we'll give it away to the third person this morning to text in the word "bait." That's bait to two one four two eight nine seven eight zero seven. Text in the word "bait" to two one four two eight nine seven eight zero seven, and we will send you the Brent Chapman Tightline UV. 
Angler of the Year kit. And uh, also the website is just uv-tackle.com. And Brett, I believe you guys also have a Facebook page uh, if people want to find you that way. Yep, we do. Just right. Tightlines UV is our Facebook. And, um, and and really, guys, you can get out there and, I mean, we're in about Cabela's. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of your major sport retailers and, and dealers, are, I've got the baits in there. Just, you know, get in there and give them a shot. Well, hey, Brett, we certainly appreciate your time this morning, man. It's uh, It's been very interesting, to say the least, to understand exactly how fish see and, and how their eyes are different from humans. Thanks again, and I am certainly looking forward to uh, trying out these baits. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. Take care, brother. Thank you. All right, there he goes, Brett Ware of Tight Lines UV Tackle Company. Uh, that segment, by the way, proudly brought to you by Real Bark Hunting Blind, the official blind of our show, Real Bark is Texas-made and Texas-owned and offers the finest in comfort and durability in a hunting blind. Be sure to visit their website at realbark.com to see their full line of extreme blinds today. Let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, we'll explain to you exactly why all this ammo price gouging isn't the end of the world. There's still some good to come out of it as your hard-earned dollars are being used on wildlife conservation projects. Clayton Wolf. Our division director of Texas Parks and Wildlife joins us next, and we'll get into the Pittman-Robertson Act. You're listening to the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Ed Hansen's Outdoor Adventures is East Texas' premier waterfowl guide service. Hunters enjoy great shoots on Lake Fork, Tawakini Cooper, and private areas including flooded timber and private tanks throughout Northeast Texas. You'll also see amazing retriever work and a guide in Ed whose passion is putting you on birds. With an increased daily bag limit of six birds per hunter, now is the time to book your September early teal hunt. Call Ed at 903-521-4595 or visit HansenOutdoors.net to book your hunt today. Cable Smith here for Magnolite, a Texas-based lighting company that's been outfitting the United States military since the 1960s. Over the past decade, Magnolite has continued to support our troops, but now they have over 200 lights ideal for your hunting and fishing needs, like the 35-watt HID camouflage Go Light Striker with handheld remote. That's 15 million candle power in the palm of your hand, ideal for predator and hog hunting. They also have remote-controlled floodlights, feeder lights, and LED boat lights. So go Texan and go Magnolite. Check them out at www.magnolite.com for all your outdoor lighting needs. If you're in the market for a firearm, you need to know about STI International. Based out of Georgetown, Texas, they're 100% employee-owned and offer the best warranty and customer service in the business. STI is renowned worldwide for exceptional fit and function. The patented 2011 high-capacity system proved so successful in shooting competitions that over 80% of competitors used STI guns or pistols built on STI frames at the USPSA National Championships. To see their full line of premier pistols, visit STIguns.com or check them out on Facebook at STI Firearms. STI, the continuing evolution of the 1911. I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. A young boy 
two hands on the wheel I can't replace the way it made me feel And I would turn a sharp eye, make it whine He'd say, you can't beat the way an old boat rides Just a little lake across the Alabama line But I was king of the ocean when daddy let me drive Classic Alan Jackson bringing us back on Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered Just by Hoff Power Polaris. I'm Cable Smith. So glad to be here talking outdoors with you fine folks this morning. Uh, this segment of the show proudly brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. And once again, this hunting season, they've partnered with Game Guard, the official camo of the Lone Star State, to bring you the Lone Star Beer and Lone Star Light camo cans. So be sure to pick up a 12-pack on your way to the lease this season. And don't forget to register for the Lone Star Beer Hunting Sweepstakes. They're doing it again this year. They're giving away another four-wheeler outfitted in Game Guard camouflage. All you have to do is go to the Lone Star Beer Facebook page. And if you're 21 years or older, you can register to win. It's free, so check it out. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our next topic for this morning. It's the Pittman Robertson Act. If you're not familiar with that, we're going to break it down for you. But basically, all those high prices that you're paying for ammo, well, it's not totally bad because a lot of that money is going back into wildlife conservation. And it is my pleasure to welcome a longtime friend of the show. He's our Texas Parks and Wildlife Wildlife Division Director, Clayton Wolf. Thanks for dropping in, man. It's good to be with you, Cable. Hey, I always enjoy visiting with you, but before we dive into today's discussion topic, uh, you just got back from an elk hunt in uh, Colorado, I believe. Uh, that's right. I, uh, uh, we were southeast of Pagosa Springs, Colorado, uh, in Unit 78 on some Forest Service land. It wasn't su- successful, but uh, it was a good trip nonetheless. Well, you know, chasing big bulls with a stick and string on public land like that is, uh, is never an easy proposition. No, I think we, you know, we keep, we always have that hope, but uh, you look at the odds, the odds are pretty slim. So, <laughs> uh, so anyhow, but it's it's still a great opportunity to, to, to escape the Texas heat for a little bit and kind of get the blood pumping for, for, for a hunting season. There you go. Well, hey, Clayton, today I want to visit with you about the Pittman-Robertson Act, uh, which President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed into law back in 1937 uh, but it's still so relevant today, and, and if it wasn't for this act, many species such as the wild turkey would likely be extinct by now. Uh, exactly. I mean, this, this act was, was crucial to funding uh, fish and wildlife agencies uh, and wildlife restoration activities, and, you know, even today, I mean, it's such a significant part uh, of my division's budget, but you know it, it's uh, no doubt uh, is uh, attributable for you know whether it's bighorn sheep restoration, pronghorn, turkey, white-tailed deer, black bear. You know that was the you know the, the genesis was restoring these animals where they no longer existed or were in low numbers. And, you know that was kind of the genesis of of, of wildlife agencies to start with. Um, and uh, sportsmen recognized that you know the need for some funding to do that, and so it's you know it was it was instrumental in the day, uh, and even in fact if you look at if you look at some of our old records, what you notice is you know our stocking programs. We went back and looked at some of our stocking programs, and they you know the initiation of those programs correlate uh, with the you know our receiving our first checks from Pittman Robertson. 
a revenue. And so it's, it was important then, and it's, it's extremely important right now. Yes, sir. 75 years later, it's, uh, it's still just as important as it's ever been. And Clayton, you know, a lot of people want to complain about the sky-high ammo prices that we're seeing today, and, and with good reason, but it's not all gloom and doom because a big portion of that is going right back into wildlife conservation. The hunters, the folks who buy guns, crossbows, bows, ammo, we're the ones who are seeing the benefit of those high prices, and I'll let you explain exactly how the Pittman-Robertson Act works. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's an excise tax, and so it's an eleven percent excise tax on the manufacturer uh, of 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 firearms, handguns, ammunition, and I think it was in the seventies they added archery equipment, uh, arrows, etc. And so you know, it's 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 uh, it obviously you know if you're paying a manufacturing tax, I think it's it's obvious to assume that will be passed on. You know, even if you're paying, you know, at the retail counter, um, but um, but that 11% excise tax, um, I'll, I'll just I won't use today or last year because we've seen some pretty phenomenal spikes in our revenue because of the uh, the ammo and the firearm purchasing frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even you know, if you kind of flatten things out, you know. My budget, the wildlife division budget, is is about twenty five million dollars annually. That's just operational, not capital equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and PR money, so the Pittman Robertson money supports about fifteen million dollars of that. Wow! Uh, and so it's it's a substantial chunk uh, of money. Uh, and then what it allows us to do uh, these days, uh, when we see these spikes in revenue. Uh, you know, we, we figure what goes up must come down, and it usually does. You know, we saw a spike in 2010, uh, and then the revenues dropped off some. Uh, so we don't we don't hang our hat on that trend staying up there. But what we do what we do with that money is, you know, we usually get in a backlog of vehicles or equipment. Uh, we have habitat projects on our WMAs that we want to implement. Uh, sometimes we even have land acquisition opportunities. Uh, and you can use PR, you know, to, to, to purchase land to add to our wildlife management areas for public hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we have those opportunities and we have the, the, the state funds, 25%, or we have someone that wants to donate that 25% because it does take uh, a non-federal match, uh, then we kind of capitalize on those one-time expenditures to, you know, get our, our um, buy land that we wanted to get or get our facilities back in order, fix a roof, you know, get a bulldozer for fire lane construction, things like that. Uh, and so it's um, it, it's it's been um, you know it's it's been a blessing, really. Uh, and it is a story that we do not do a good enough job of telling you know telling hunters and fishermen and shooters um, uh, and archers about uh, that their contribution to these programs. I think you know some folks know about hunting and fishing licenses. Um, but unfortunately, we haven't done as great a job of of uh, letting folks know that that they're uh, you know when they're buying that ammo, ultimately that excise tax uh, that that manufacturer was charged, you know they're paying into that, and and we definitely see it, uh, and it has been it's been pretty darn critical. We mm-hmm. used, in fact, two three uh, here recently within the last couple of years, you know our trend our uh, pronghorn. Populations in the Trans-Pecos uh, were dwindling, uh, 
uh, and we wanted to implement some research, and we wanted to do some restocking associated with that research. Uh, and we had the, the uh, Pittman-Robertson spike in 2010, so we were able to carve out um, a, a chunk of change there to help fund that project, and it was we, we couldn't have pulled it off without it. Right. We, we were able to move a couple of hundred pronghorn and do some uh, pretty informative research to help us um, solve some of our problems out there. And just thumbing through uh, the article by Mark England here in uh, Lone Star Outdoor News, great publication, by the way. He mentions that the uh, Pittman-Robertson funds were actually used to uh, relocate 300 eastern turkeys back into East Texas as well. And that comes and goes. There, I'm sure PR money has been associated with in the past. And, you know, the other thing that we've that we're getting this year is our game bird stamp funds. And so we can, we do that. When we get our stamp funds, we can leverage that with PR dollars. Uh, and so we do, we are, we're talking about bringing about maybe 240 birds in this year. Hmm. Uh, it may be leveraged with, with federal funds. It definitely was in the past. Um, and so, it, you know, it just kind of, it kind of depends on where our priorities are. Now, what we will be, what we will be doing it, with that PR dollars is the research on the turkeys, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's a given um, because we'll, we'll we'll use the state funds to get the birds over here to reimburse other states for trapping costs, uh, and then what we do with the PR funds is uh, we solicit proposals from universities to look at some habitat utilization work, and in this particular case with newer GPS tracking, uh, you know, backpack devices. They go on the birds, uh, and so we'll we will be using the PR funds to fund uh, that particular research project. And it is uh, it, many many important research projects have been funded with PR funds because, as you know, as a as an agency goes through cuts, oftentimes research uh, is one of the first places, uh, unfortunately, that we have to look. Mm-hmm. And so our our research program oftentimes will wax and wane, but when we do have uh, these additional PR funds coming in, we are able to revitalize our research program. And, and so the other, the other important research issue that we're putting a, a significant amount of money toward is uh, quail research. Uh, um, because, you know, because of our dwindling, dwindling quail numbers, I mean, we know a lot of that is attributed to low rainfall and the, and the extended drought. But at the same time, we want to learn as much as we can in places where the birds have hung on. So, so we are carving off a, a, a good chunk of change there also to fund some quail research. The way I calculated this, the wildlife restoration gets about 87% of the dollars, mm-hmm. and then our hunter education program uh, gets the remainder of that, uh, and that can also go into into sh- into shooting range grants, uh, and which makes sense. You know, if, if hunters are paying for uh, this through ammo and firearms, you know, we want to try to to bolster the number of places they can go shoot. So the total number uh, that I'm going to read off to you is the total amount, with the vast majority of it coming to wildlife restoration. But in in 2012, uh, the total was about 17 and a half million, uh, and that jumped to just just shy of 24 million uh, in 13. Wow. Well, I never figured President Obama to be such a conservationist, but uh, his thoughts on gun control really have sparked this huge run on ammunition and gun sales 
And so uh, thank you, Mr. President. You really are doing so much for our wildlife. We appreciate that. You know, the forecast uh, for this this fiscal year that we are uh, entering right now, uh, that we're in fiscal year 14, is that uh, it will go up even more. Uh, and so, you know, oftentimes when it goes up that high, we we may run uh, shy on our match funds, the, the non-federal match that's required. But we've got a lot of good partner organizations out there like um, National Wild Turkey Federation, Ducks Unlimited. We have our universities can pr provide match for research. Uh, and so, uh, you know, when this happens, we definitely reach out there to our partners and and we let them, you know, if, we, if we're trouble, having trouble finding the match, we enter into some kind of partnership. Uh, so a lot of times our universities and our partners also will be able to benefit uh, from those funds. Awesome, awesome. Well, Clayton, uh, I certainly appreciate your time today. Like you mentioned earlier, it's just important that we let all of the hunters, uh, gun buyers, Second Amendment enthusiasts, and just good Americans out there know that uh, while they're paying premiums, for guns, ammo, and, and hunting supplies, uh, so much of it is going back into wildlife conservation. And that's the way the Pittman-Robertson Act was designed. I mean, for hunters, by hunters. And, and that's the coolest thing, if you ask me. It is. And, and the agencies, at least I know here in Texas, we don't we don't forget that. You know, we always know who's paying the bills. Uh, you, know, we know, um, we, you know, we know public hunting opportunity is limited, so we try to, you know, we just try to pick up land where we can, add shooting opportunities, do wildlife restoration projects, because we know, we know who's been paying the bills for, for decades now, uh, <laughs> and, and we sure hope that, that, uh, that they can all benefit from that. Well, it's a two-way street, my friend. We certainly appreciate all y'all do within the uh, Wildlife Division at Texas Parks and Wildlife. Thanks again for your time, as always, Clayton. Well, I appreciate it, Cable. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes, our Texas Parks and Wildlife Wildlife Division Director, Clayton Wolf. Uh, man, unfortunately, that's going to do it for this morning. Thanks to Clayton, as well as our other guests, Brett Ware of Tightlines UV and Steve Lamascus of Texas Fish and Game Magazine. We'll do it again, same time, same place next week. Uh, I do know that Razor Dobbs from Razor Dobbs Alive on Outdoor Channel, a fellow Texan and, uh, and passionate big game hunter, will be here. So get ready for that. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Now our windshields are painting that hangs in our room It changes each smile like the radio tune we got up above, we'll make it all love Under the rodeo I use my pickup a lot for work and play, so I needed something that would protect my truck bed through the world of abuse I put it through. A buddy of mine suggested Toff Sprayed On Bed Liners. He swore by them, said they were better than the other guys, and they'd make my truck look good. Toff, huh? He said, yep, spelled T-O-F-F. -F. So I went to the website, toffliners.com. They can spray any truck, and they've got four locations in DFW. I'm glad my buddy turned me on to Toff. It's strong, it's durable, it's Toff. Ask for Toff Sprayed On Bed Liners. 
You wouldn't take a mule to the Kentucky Derby, and you wouldn't go swimming with your boots on. So why do folks wear mossy green camo to hunt the Great Southwest? Game Guard Camouflage is celebrating 10 years of putting hunters undercover in the rugged Texas terrain. Owner Craig Smith invites you to visit a dealer near you to check out the full line of hunting apparel, caps, bags, coolers, gun cases, dove hunting belts, and the newly designed microfiber shirts. Available in 13 different colors. So whether you're hunting, camping, fishing, or just enjoying the great outdoors, GameGuard has you covered. Visit GameGuard.net to find a dealer near you or call 888-381-4263. GameGuard, the official camo of the Lone Star Outdoors Show. All right, listen up, all you Texas outdoorsmen and women. SDS Outdoors is a top-tier manufacturer and distributor of high-quality, feature-rich, luxury outdoor products. Their product lines include luxury deer blinds, deer blind windows, gun range towers, bow fishing boats, and a whole lot more. Call SDS Outdoors at 214-551-1530 or check them out online at www.sdsoutdoors.com. <laughs> 